Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, welcome to the Thinker Girls pod channel. Hello, it's us, the Hello. Thinker Girls. Stacey I'm, June. Oh, no. Do you want to do it? Yes, I can. All right, there you go. It's like a, it's like moving the furniture in your lounge room. Like you've come home and the couch is where the TV was. I was just hoping you might want to put your feet up and then I could say your name for once because you always used to say my name. Yeah, but you? that was what the, the furniture was. <laughs> and I did the intros, you did the outros. I wasn't jumping on anyone's toes. I'm just trying to mix shit up around here and keep it fresh. It's in the TV looks good in that position because you're not getting the afternoon sun hitting it, you know? Oh, it's subjective. I'm Chrissy Mercer. <laughs> See, that's weird. <laughs> you're, I didn't say I'm Stacey June. Anyway, you have arrived at the pod channel. Um, this is a place where we are dropping shows right across the week on different days. If you subscribe, they'll just rock up in your phone and you'll get different little taste tests of different bits and pieces across the week. That's right. Uh, this is our catch-up episode. Generally jumps up on a Monday and this week we speak to Lucy Peach who is doing an incredible show uh, about to go live at the Inter- Melbourne International Comedy Festival all about periods. It's called My Greatest Period Ever. It's gotten massive rave reviews. She's done a TED Talk which is gone pretty nuts online about the power of the period and she says her period's been one of her biggest teachers in life. That will be on tomorrow's show. We hope you enjoy it. But today we are talking about how I've read an article and the headline is Having Sisters Makes You a Happier Person. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't it? Coming from a person that doesn't have sisters. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to dive right into this and I also want to get your take on it because I think from my experience of watching you, I certainly think that your having a sister has had its tribulations so I want to see if you think this is actually legit no trials isn't it trials because tribulations. tribulations is the good one. Oh well that too like yeah, it hasn't yeah. all been bad but I but it's definitely not been all good no either. no not at all um I want to bring to the table today a discussion around female orgasms and one night stands yes because I've been thinking about this a lot lately and yes. I've been doing a bit of market research aka having a couple of one night stands myself yes. and I, I've I've arrived at one question that I've asked a lot of my girlfriends about that I'm yet to ask you about, and I'm interested to hear your answer. Okay, do you want to st- do you want to do that yeah. now? Okay, so um, since being single, oh god, it's probably about six months now, going on seven. Yeah, right. I have had I pretty much went f- straight from a, uh, an eight and a half year relationship into kind of dating somebody for a, like a solid five months. So although I'm just I'd gonna s- eat my salad, yeah, I'm it's fun. Yeah. Although I'd slept with kind of people here and there and had a bit of fun because we were quite, you know, quite open and well, I was more so than him, I think, about wanting to see and sleep with other people. Now, since that has ended, I feel very free, quite open, a bit like, oh, yeah, you just go to a bar and you're just looking around to see who's about. So since that point, they've been, I don't know, probably about 10 dudes that I've slept with um, and <laughs> and How each of them – 
each no other. No judgment, just interested. <laughs> no, I mean in the whole time. Oh, so no, in the whole like time. Since the breakup yet? No, 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 since the actual full on. So in the last seven months or something, oh, okay. I which I still think is quite a fair amount. Yeah, well, is having not a competition. <laughs> what do you want from me? I don't know if I. You don't want to be slut shamed. I don't want you if you haven't slept with enough. Like fuck, I don't no. know how to navigate this. No, babe. So I want to be. I want to be encouraged because I feel like I am living my best life over here. Well, at times, anyway. Um, I up until this point didn't really know what a one night stand was, and in particular, I didn't really know what a one night stand or casual sex was. Being somebody in my late twenties, kind of knowing what gets me off, mm-hmm. and I think that's a big, a big thing that I've come to realize. Because before I was in that big relationship, I kind of said, "Oh yeah," but I was single. I'd slept with people before. Mm this big relationship, Mm. but it is so different when you're 18 sleeping with a few dudes versus 28 sleeping with a few dudes. Mm -hmm. Like I had never experienced an orgasm like till I was a couple of years into my relationship. I didn't really know what that was. Mm. So to find myself now feeling the most comfortable that I've ever felt in my body, um, to know what gets me off, to know what I have to kind of release and let go of and be comfortable to be able to climax and and feel pleasure during sex it feels again very very new Mm -hmm. so it's interesting and I was talking to a mate the other day and I said okay I slept with this guy the other night and this is the second time that I'd slept with him so the first time is this redhead yep oh (laughs) oh what you could have slept with 10 redheads well Who's sleeping with 10 redheads? They're quite well, rare. Well, you, obviously, you you had a choice. You could go along or you could start laughing and then be like, he's going to know. And I it's really? so random how you are like too open, I would think, about certain people and you have delayed reactions in, oh, shit, should I have said that? And this is the guy we're going to protect. I just feel this like. This guy, you're in a relationship with a, a guy for eight years. We hear everything, but the redhead is who now we're worried about. <laughs> it's because I don't know him and redheads. Like how many redheads are out there available to sleep with at a bar? Like not very many. So you know what I mean? Like if you're a redhead. But he, if, he's, he's, if he's a redhead, Sydney, he's thinking there might be a few him. others. Oh, yeah, you know, like I don't know. it's probably a novelty for you, but he's thinking he's fairly normal. <laughs> And I've heard people have things redhead, so maybe it could have just okay, been what okay. you go looking for. Well, yes, the answer is yes. So he that was a one-night stand. So it was – oh, no, a two-night stand. Does, does it two count? Because the morning also count. No. Had sex twice, right? No, it's not a scoreboard. Okay. <laughs> like you don't have a ten-night stand if you have sex ten times in the one night. Okay, so – We'd had sex twice before, met up with him like months and months later, blah, 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 got back, had sex again. So this would, would be the fourth time that night and then in the morning of. Anyway, I go home talking to my housemate, my bestie. She's like, yeah, so what's going on? How was it? And I was like, yeah, it was good. No, it was really good. He's lovely, blah, blah. However, I'm intrigued because now my mind is ticking over and I'm asking myself and having an internal dialogue about the female orgasm, and in particular mine, with casual partners. Because in the four times that we had sex, there was not one single reference to my orgasm from his behalf or from mine. It wasn't like a, I'm about to, or do this, this turns me on, or did you get there? Did you climax? Are you about to? What makes you? Can I make you? And I asked my mate, I said, 
in all the time you've been single, which is a fair crack, she's been single for quite a while on and off in and out of relationships, but I said, have you ever had a one-night stand or a casual relationship ask you about your orgasm? And she said, no, not a single time. And I said, okay, because I don't think it's all on a dude's responsibility to be like, how can I please you, you know? And I said, well, have you ever brought up a conversation or this gets me off or I'm about to or, you know, like have you ever ever vocalised your own climax again in a casual or a one-night stand setup? <clears throat> she goes, never. And I was like, right. It's so interesting how focused we are, especially in a, in a first-time kind of thing around a male orgasm and when you say first time thing you mean you're first just time meeting. you slept with somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very much like i well i am anyway like quite vocal or, are you about to get there or the guys like i'm about to come or can you like slow down because i'm about to and it's not just the moment itself i feel like there's a lot of dialogue around like whether you can whether you can't whether you've had too much to drink you can't get it up whether you're, you're close whether you blah 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 and i was like not once was that kind of reference and I'm not saying that that it's his fault it's also my responsibility too but then I started to think maybe the reason that dudes don't ask in these kind of more casual setups where they're not as comfortable or don't know somebody as intimately by asking it and vocalizing it by saying did you did you come or can I make you it then makes them vulnerable in a way that they're not really sure whether they did and that maybe is a bit embarrassing because it almost reveals that they don't really know. Oh, poor guy. So I want to know. It's so sad for them. Have you... So, so sad. Have you ever <laughs> had a conversation in a one-night mm. stand or had any kind of dialogue around your Stacey June's orgasm? I wrote an article for news.com.au on it, which is so funny because my life is so... My single life is so separate to what you're going through, I think, because you are experiencing it. And I think you hearing me talk about so much of this stuff has like almost been a distant thought because now you're experiencing it mm. for yourself. But the whole article about the Italian asking me what I want was the question, it was a casual relationship. Uh, I was living in the garage at the time. I had gone through a lot of different hurdles in order to even get the confidence to have him come back and stay at my Mm. house because I was living in a garage. So I'm like, I have to bring him through the house and then we're going, wait, we're going outside over here. So it was so many hurdles. Mm. And then, um, but he was a sweetheart and I was already knowing that I felt comfortable with him. And then for the first time, I probably was single for, I don't know, three years. He, um, He said to me, what do you want? He was Italian and it was the first time anyone had asked me, but I have been asked, yes. So in three years of casually hooking up and sleeping with people, there hadn't been not even a single, not and not even as explicitly as what do you want, but not even a did you or like nothing? Um, no, I suppose I, I, you know, depending on where I was at personally and in mm. my confidence levels and how I felt about myself and what I was sleeping with someone for, I think very much I had casual sex for very different reasons at different points of my life. And so dependent on why I was there in bed with someone would depend on how much I would allude to what I liked or, or in, integrate that into the conversation. But it was very far and few in between, if any, you know, to mm. be fair in terms of a direct question – 
Um, and then when he asked me that, which is what provoked the article, and we'll put it in show notes and put it back up on the Thinker Girls front page, uh, it 100% in the moment, because I don't think you can hear this story and then go off and have your own sexual awakening, it, it really shook me to my core because I didn't know the answer. You didn't know what you liked? No, because no one had ever asked me. But in a relationship, you must have, like, you were able to climax in a relationship. So there must be an element of kind of knowing. Yeah, but, you know, it's very different when you're having fun and you're being playful and you're Mm. in this kind of open land where in a relationship from me and it was a young relationship I was very young as well so both for most of my early 20s I was on top I orgasmed the end like Mm. there wasn't really much to sex it you know we thought that if we tried anal once it was really you know Mm. full-on and experimental and and that wasn't really a bad thing for that point of our relationship we were really young and we would do it in public and we do it in all these different ways that would stretch it but what public places I mean like in the toilet or some Mm, shit to mm. maybe just feel excited by something but that was just young you know young kind of stuff and then I suppose when you're really on a deep core level you know that the answer isn't I like it on top like you know that you can't answer it because you haven't really asked yourself the question Mm. either so I think a should I have waited ever for a guy to ask me that question to feel like I had permission to even think about it no, but did it take a guy to be in the conversation mm. just as much as we ask them um, to see what I wanted? Yes. Because I, I suppose come away and having slept, you know, had, you know, a, a handful of say one night stands over the last, whatever, couple of months. If anybody or mates are you having a discussion, it's like, what was it like? Was the sex good? Shit. Yeah. And I, shit. and I, but that was a shock to me coming out of a relationship where it was always like, Every time I climaxed, and and I'm not saying it was always from sex. That was actually quite rare. But it was always he would get there, then I would get there. And that monotony actually, you know, wasn't great. But it was always a, okay, well, your turn now. So then going from that kind of setup that it was a very um, big focus and a big consideration and then seeing the dude that I was sleeping with post that big relationship, again, that was very thought of and a, a very much um, a huge focus of his. I think maybe I had a bit of a skewed perception of what general one night stands and that kind of conversation around my orgasm was. But so then when what, I. Yeah, that's why I would always feel so unfulfilled by one night stands because they, they weren't. They weren't relationships. Yeah, because there's still this element of newness, right? Where I was talking to my mates about it and I was like, they're like, how was it? And I'm like, yeah, but he never even asked me. Like, never even said, did you come? And I'm like, kind of over here going. And they're like, yeah, well, welcome to fucking, this is life. life. This is single life. And I was like, oh, I'm still feeling like this is new and I'm discovering stuff because I think there was almost that buffer of going from that big relationship to kind of a more casual relationship but that was still intimate. There was still a level of real kind of close intimacy that I think allowed me to climax. Yeah, it was a mini relationship, yeah. 100%. So now actually having just a, a hardcore, I don't mean sex hardcore, I just mean <laughs> like this is all it is, That's this is all I'm kind of here for, that's all you're kind of here for, it's fun but there's nothing that can come from this. I'm kind of going, ah, oh, 
well, this isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. No, but I do also think from my experience and, and a piece of advice I would have loved to have been given yeah. two parts. My experience was um, that my mood and where I was was very much uh, – it would very much be a result of the sexual experience I had. So if I wasn't climaxing and I wasn't having so much fun, I had to go, I wish I had been able to look back and go, well, then why am I doing it? Okay. Do it when you are having fun with it or you're getting something from it. If okay. not, pass. Don't go back for seconds. Like, And also be mindful that maybe you're not in the right headspace. For me, that's what I okay. looked back and thought, bitch, you were in no place at that point to be going casual because when – I could have casual and it could work and it was more fun even if you didn't climax and that's the second point I wish someone had said to me that when you do have fun and you are in the right headspace as a single person and you are in that great place just a bit more confident less emotionally attached it isn't as you're not looking for as much intimacy um that don't go for the orgasm okay try and find fun outside of the climax because often a climax is going to take a connection, a real mm. emotional connection. So try and find things that you can do to have fun without putting emphasis on that. Because sometimes when you don't have sex a lot, mm. you are going for that orgasm. Yeah. And that was me, few and far between for many, many years. And I would kind of go in there. So okay. they're the things that I wish I someone would have told me when I was navigating this weird single sex life. <laughs> It is weird. It's a jungle out there. Certain times, it is fucking weird. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay. Having sisters makes you a happier person, according to Vogue.com.au. Oh, what kind of research has Vogue got to back well, up this very large sweeping statement? Well, they've taken it from some other uni, De, Mo- De Montford Uni, and Ulster. Sounds like Ulster. Okay. Shocking. Our university <laughs> found that sisters encourage each other to talk about their feelings more, which in turn provokes a better mood. The survey spoke to 571 young people. I feel like my voice I know. What's happening? News ready. P.S. Can I? Georgia Love or some shit. Can I explain what's, <clears throat> what you've just done to your throat? No, we've got a time limit. You've got to go. Oh, I get that. But Stacey just figured out she's had asthma and she's had this ventilon puffer, I reckon, that's making you talk very quickly. Oh. Yeah, because I'm letting you. I reckon it's drugs. That's what I'm saying. I'm letting, just letting you know. I know I've got to go shortly, but we can take a breath here. Oh, oh, well, I think it's some of the asthma puffer. Some of also, I know you're on a timeline. (laughs) (laughs) And I have to get this out. Gotta go to my nannying job, bro. Seriously, those kids need someone to just stand there. (laughs) That's not a stab at what you do. It's just more of a. um, They're older kids, you know. Anyway. 
Uh, moving along. <laughs> uh, people between 17 and 25 about their general happiness levels. So this is the survey spoke to them about their general happiness levels and assessed issues from positive outlook to their general mental health and sisters have come up on top. Oh, right. So they appear to encourage more open communication, as I just said. Um, however, brothers seem to have the alternate alternative effect mm -hmm. emotional expression is fundamental to good psychological health no shit and having sisters promotes this in families right so then not just people i don't have any sisters but i did find that interesting and also unsettling unsettling because you don't have a sister well unsettling because I think for me, yeah, I, I've mm. always grieved that. I've always, and I don't have that real cliche girlfriend relationship with my mum either. Mm. I have some incredible relationships with my aunties and I've also built such a great foundation of friendships that really do go to that sister soul level. So I feel like in some ways I do have that, but I think at the back of my mind, as much as we all sit here and say, I create my family, this is, I have sisters, whatever, mm. it that I can never, you know, that title or that label will never be something I'll have. There's something very mm. um, kind of magic about it. And my sister and I are only three years apart and then my brother's seven years younger than me. So when we think about our early childhood days, my bro he's not in the picture. It's yeah. just Ash and I. So often when we talk about our old house or these, you know, memories that, you know, from the time she was about three and I was, say, six, you know, they're really those real formative, formative years. Mm. It was just her and I. Mm. And Paul, because he came later, he's always like, oh, he's I'm left out of this convo. I don't remember that. Or when did we do that? And we're like, oh, you're a baby, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I actually am. I think it's only quite a recent appreciation that I have for, yeah, that real formative time in my life, having been able to share that with my sister. I think the interesting thing is someone that stood outside, though, of not just your relationship, but many of my girlfriends that have sisters maybe close in age or at least live a life where they're very in touch, you know, that's not a distant relationship, is that the highs, the lows are as big as the highs. Like... I remember like a girlfriend from school and they were pretty close and you know she was older and cooler this my friend's sister and we'd watch her getting dressed and all this kind of stuff but the f fights mm. they had were like epic level and also that I feel like because you let them in and they know you so well that they also use those buttons to just destroy you. I don't actually think fights or arguments are ever as brutal or as lethal as they are than when you're having it as a chick with your sister. That's what I mean. So I so it's like really big highs where you've got this connection where you're walking around going, yeah. we've got something that the rest of the world doesn't have, but... Whoo. And my sister and I, I adore her, but I do feel like, um, I don't know, I do feel like we butt, we butt heads about dumb stuff. Um, actually, not just dumb stuff, a lot of kind of our core beliefs. So I know that um, – and you would have been wit bared witness to that because we are actually fundamentally quite different people yeah. and have quite a different set of values in the way we think about things. I think that's changing a lot for her as she um, gets older and finds this kind of separation and confidence in her own voice and opinion away from the the – quote unquote family voice mm. I think that's a lot of the time where we fought because I moved away when I was pretty young 
I kind of found this kind of sense of, well, what do I think or what are my views on that? So I felt like a bit of a black sheep of the family in a lot of ways. My brother was too young to really have an opinion and my sister just kind of went along or didn't really question what we'd been told as we'd been brought up. Mm. So I think that's where a lot of the headbutting came from in our relationship and maybe that does in – in maybe that's why in, in siblings and sisters too because – Sometimes you're not just fighting against your sister. You're fighting against the shit that your parents told you. You're fighting against what you've been taught and decided you don't want to live your life by, which is why I think sometimes it feels even more loaded. I think as well, though, the intimacy of how they know you is different. So then when you are fighting, they can cut you. Oh, and I'll tell you what. Like I've seen a text message from one of my very, very good friend's sisters and I'm like, oh my – I do not know anyone that's ever spoken to someone like that. I've never seen. So in a way, as much as this beginning is like that I have this kind of grief that I will never have the label of a sister, I think somewhere I feel like maybe I wouldn't have been able to handle it. Mm, two Stacys would be intense. But a different one that knew how to get mm. on my – like my brother and I certainly had not a great relationship for the past decade and that's definitely changed. Lots of different things have happened over the past year or so and we're buddies but um, but he would cut me pretty raw and it really ripped me up. Having a chick do that that kind of knows all your secrets, you know, and that you're a little bit more intimate with rather than a brother I suppose could be – I don't know. I don't know how I would – deal with that there's just I reckon there's just a good reason that I don't I think girls can get more um not personal but I think for dudes there there can be more of a kind of switch off it's funny you say that because this in this study it says that boys together have like a bit of a conspiracy of a silence not to talk to girls as well say that again so with brothers yeah and I didn't know that it it kind of extended out to this research but it said with boys together there's a bit of a conspiracy they create of silence where they don't talk to girls whereas girls can kind of break that down with other people outside of the family unit but with boys it almost turns into this kind of that's where a lot of the packs begin Mm. because this is my brother I haven't really ever had to talk to girls I'm just going to go make more blokes and then there enters a boys pack of boys at school you know what I mean like it's just interesting Um, but also kind of scary when you think about the fact that blokes that have just brothers find it really hard to talk like I know that sounds some, such a, a just such a simple statement but when you think about it you kind of know that guys find it harder to talk to each other but I didn't really think about the fact that the foundation might begin from mm. blokes that have only blokes around them well it's the bit that's the biggest killer in young men it's suicide and often that comes from you know not being able to vocalize or talk about your feelings for whatever reason yeah but um I I would say overall I think I'm de- I am happier definitely I mean you don't really know the difference though do you but I would say I'm definitely happier knowing that I have a, a sister and all of the although we've spoken about the bad stuff the good stuff is that and this is what I my sister and I are like this stereotype to a T and you know what all of my other mates girlfriends that have sisters are very much like this yeah we can be at each other's throats, like have a big argument. When we were younger, we'd be ripping each other's hair out. And even still now as as adults, we could have a fight where it's like, you're a fucking idiot. And, you know, don't, and, you know, she hang, loves, would hang up in my ear. Literally 30 minutes later, I could pick up the phone and be like, hey, bro, um, <laughs> what day do you come to Sydney again? And no reference. 
not even, hey, sorry about before. It's just it picks up where it left off from because I think, I don't know, girls are a bit like, oh, I'm bored of not being able to talk to you now. Yeah. And that's always been that I feel like that's a bit of a stereotype of sisters. It's like you have this big fight and then you're like, anyway, what else is happening? And that's so us and I adore, like it's probably not healthy, but I kind of love that a bit about us too that I'm like I know regardless of what happens and there's been very few occasions where we haven't spoken for maybe a few days after a bit of an argument every time the first time we'll chat again it's just completely normal again because I know that whatever happens she's there and I'm just there yeah yeah there's nothing that can ever get in the way absolutely nothing and you can test it with all the fights and whatever but you come back it's true and it is that's so interesting it's just one of those things I don't think I'll ever truly be able to understand I was gonna say is that different for you having a brother like do you have um no I think I've like because we were so estranged for such a long time that it's interesting. I think we've tested that more than anybody because mm. now we're mates and it's like eight yeah, years. Yeah, you're pretty close. It just yeah. ne- was nothing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. if yeah, it must be. I didn't really think about it like that. But it just was like, oh, well, you're my brother. If this is going to work and you're going to talk to me lo- not like an asshole, then I'm, I'm in. See, because with you a friend I mean? that would like, be more random. You'd maybe want to have more conversation around why did this eight you? Why did it go on so long? Or where are you at? Or but for a sibling, it's kind of like... You're in it for life, so there's just more of an acceptance of, all right, well, that's what's happened. Let's let's look forward now. Yeah. Which is kind of, regardless of whether it's a bro or a sister, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. How weird. <laughs> now I think about, well, I have a, a boy and a boy or a girl and a girl. Everything just turns to babies in my head at the moment. Do you have any idea or you just don't care? No, nah, I don't really give a shit. I mean, mm. let's face it. You want a girl. I want girls. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's just interesting to think about the different dynamic that that brother brother relationships are v interesting though mm. my ex had a very i mean that was a weird relationship but a very interesting relationship with his brother yeah my partner does too yeah. i think well, they go through they go through closer phases so than not. so close yeah. but then so so not in but so I many think, ways and i think with guys when the not is the not it's, it's like it's a capital no, it's n like, sorry it, yeah it, it, there's john over there who your brother <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, John. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's bizarre, isn't it? Tomorrow we have Lucy Peach dropping. She is performing at Melbourne International Comedy Festival, a show completely dedicated to periods. Yeah, And we cannot wait for you to hear this chat. She really dives into why we should be taking full notice of where we are in each month. And when we say month, she breaks down week by week the cycle and, and and then compares it to kind of... I don't know, the seasons. It's very interesting. Oh, I was just frothing this chat. So you you definitely, definitely want to hear that. Can't wait for you to get ears around it tomorrow. Please make sure that you subscribe to our pod channel and give us a review or a rating. It really does help. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye. You know what our favorite time of the week is? That is when we get to go live with you, our posse, and chat about whatever you guys want. We absolutely love going live on Facebook, but you'll only get notified that we're online if you follow us, the Thinker Girls, on Facebook. Yeah, we get to say hello to you, give you guys an update on hashtag our lives, and answer the questions that you've been dying to ask us. So once a week, make sure that you hang in on the Thinker Girls Facebook page to find out when you can find us. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.